How are we doing, everybody? Welcome to NOS. This is a show about nostalgia, things we went through as we were kids, and things we did as we were children. And today, you have me, Bonley Johnson, and my partner, Bonzo Bitberg. How are you doing, Bonzo? Good. How's everybody out there? Hopefully good. Today's show is going to be on the one and only Robert Craig Knievel. We're mostly going to talk about the Evil Knievel toys, and that's who he was well known as, Evil Knievel. And, you know, some of the other stuff that he did, his uh, impact and influence he had on our childhood, and I'm sure many other people's childhood when they were kids. I know it was huge for me, like, because TV was, like, in its fledgling, like, stage at that point. It was coming, like, we got two channels at home out in the sticks there. We got one in Wheeling, and the other was in Steubenville. One was a CBS channel, and one was an NBC channel. And the sports was always on the weekends. It was always, like, Saturday nights or whatever, and uh, they would have boxing on once in a while or car races or stunt shows. And that, that was how I got started on Evil Knievel. Him, they were replaying some of his old jumps and stuff because, like we talked about earlier, on the phone, you know, he was pretty much done by the time we were coming around. That's able to what watch. blew my mind. I, when you told me we were going to do this show, I went in and started doing research on him. And I couldn't believe that he did most of his jumps before I was even born. Yep. They were mostly in the 60s. Mostly. But he did, like, all that stunt show. That stuff was way early in his career. He wasn't famous for most of his life. And I think I think the reason why he was so famous when we came when we were kids is because the toy line brought his toys out, and then they started they started viewing the uh, putting him on TV more because of the toy line. I think they they did the toy line to help push his career, and I think it did. Of course, it did because I didn't even know about him till the toys came out. That was the other fledgling thing that was happening at that time was promotions. Remember Kiss? I mean, they were they were shameless promotion whores. They 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 sold. They put their likeness on everything, up to and including coffins. And he was the same way. He put his likeness in that that uh, Star Spangled Number One on everything. He had that. Of course, the probably the most famous toy he had was probably that stunt cycle. You know, and it had a bunch of accessories and stuff. I didn't have one. I know you said you did. Yeah, I had one. I, I pretty much I didn't have every toy that came he came out with, but the stunt cycle and I had several ever, other toys that we will talk about as the show goes on. He uh, he was a absolute shameless self promoter. But I mean, that's that's you know when you're. When you're trying to get out there and get big and stuff, that's what those people did. That's what you have to do. If you want anybody to recognize you, you got to say and do crazy shit, you know, especially back then. Yeah, back then there was no, you know, there was no computer. There was no internet. So nope. he, he had to act, you know, he had to get the attention of anybody he could just to get famous. And money was scarce back then, too. And you put together a stunt show like that, like he did. You know, he would have other people in there and stuff, and he had to pay his crew. He had to pay for all the materials himself. All that shit had to come through promotions and that. So he was, you know, that he did what he did. He, you know, he pimped himself out. 
Yeah, I was, I was looking online, and uh, the first show he did, his uh, boss, he worked for a Honda dealership, and his boss sponsored the show. And he told him the only way he'd sponsor the show is if he used his uh, nickname, and you can tell him how he got that. But evil, he wanted him to use evil as his evil Knievel. He didn't want to. Right. He didn't want him to do his real name. He thought the evil was catchy. And and he was not wrong. Correct. But supposedly, now this comes from Evil Knievel's website, and he was. Uh, uh, Butte, Montana, apparently, were, were they, was a Scandinavian. I think that's what they were. I'm not sure. I think the family, I think that they had Scandinavian background. Uh, I have to look that up to make sure. But he, uh, the area in Butte, Montana that he was from, there he was born in, uh, was like, it, like most places back then throughout the United States, people clustered with like groups. So there was a bunch of people that had that same, you know, background that he had came from the same places in Europe that he came from. So they had similar names. And the according to his website, he was in trouble for stealing motorcycles, I think, him and this other guy. And they were in jail together. And the other guy's name was Knoffel. And the smart-ass cop that worked in Butte, Montana that arrested him had nicknamed him Evil Knievel and Awful Knoffel. And that's supposedly how he got his nickname. But, yeah, I also read that, that the guy didn't want him to go as Robert Knievel, you know, when he advertised him. He wanted to be advertised as Evil Knievel. And he must have heard the story. And I'm sure it was, like, local lore. You know how it is when, you know, when we were in school, the hoods were the famous kids. If you weren't a jock, you could only get famous for one other reason. That was smoking in Hood Alley, you know, or, you know, being in trouble for something. That's how you got famous as a kid. But yeah, he uh, he early on in his career, he was a dirt bike jumper. Even though those bikes back then, would they have maybe a three inch travel? Yeah, there wasn't much, and that's that's what's that's what's mostly impressive about him to me is the bikes nowadays. They can jump, you know, hundreds of feet easy. While with those bikes back then, there was no suspension on them, so. To jump that far and actually pull off a landing is pretty impressive. And now, now they're all alloy frames. Yeah. They don't weigh anything. You can drop a motorcycle and pick it up, those dirt bikes. Yeah. You drop one of those old Triumphs or those old Harleys like he jumped, and it, <laughs> it takes two people to get exactly. it off the ground. But that was cool. And I remember the first time I saw it, it was uh, my uh, uncle had that the uh, stunt cycle. He was my step-uncle. So we were the same age. We were like two days apart. That's another story for, for another day. But he uh, he was one of those kids like you were, you know. He, when he got into something, he had all the, like, he would get yeah. all of the accessories. And he just, I like, went crazy. Yeah, and it. I wasn't a rich kid. And I, I, I think I was on the lower class of the spectrum when when we were growing up. But I don't I don't know how I got all the toys. I guess I was a, uh, my parents, you know, bought me whatever I wanted. They didn't buy me whatever I wanted, but I got a lot of toys. I know that. Maybe no. they just maybe they just wanted to keep me occupied. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure uh, I'm sure that had something to do with it. Like the the TV wasn't that there was no Barney to make your kids watch back then. Yeah, you know, cable wasn't around yet. It was just network the networks. That's all there was. So you had soap operas during the day in the summertime. 
which we did watch that when it rained. But, but yeah, so your toys and whatever else you uh, had to occupy your time, that was it, man. There was no handheld stuff. Well, there was a few handheld things, but. Yeah, not very many. They weren't very good either. Even the handheld footballs and all that stuff. We'll talk about those one yeah, time. That's a whole nother show. But <laughs> it was, you know, yeah, stuff like the, uh, you know, the Evil Knievel stunt set. You know, and it had the little ramp, and he had his little cape which ne- and a helmet, too, which yeah. never stayed on because it came off so you could see his face. It was <laughs> They're cool again now, but they were dorky then, that style of helmet, that flat-faced with just the uh, oval hole in the front. Yeah. Yeah, they were dorky that back then. He had already it already became passe. The Mooney helmets were in style back then, the ones with the big the globe head looking thing on them and the open face. That was yeah, everyone wanted the open face motorcycle helmet. Yeah, now that's like nobody wants those now. Right? Yeah, it's it's come full circle again. It's back to the <laughs> the other ones again. Like those, if you can get your hands on one of those old style helmets like that, they're worth big bucks. But they're they're just they don't have any protection for your face at all. It's amazing that he lived through any of the crashes that he yeah, it's and that shitty equipment that he had. See. And you guys can go on YouTube and watch. I'm sure most of his crashes, but uh, yeah, you don't think he, you don't think he would live. Yeah, not only that. I mean, there was a lot of lore that surrounded him too. Like uh, he broke every bone in his body, but the one in his tongue. You know that was <laughs> yeah, that was one no. of the rumors. There was, I mean, back then there was no internet to research anything. You had to go with whatever ABC's Wild World of Sports put on the TV for you. And I remember I remember the King's Island jump. Yeah, I was supposed to be there at that jump. My mom and dad were going to take us down there to watch that, but uh, for some odd reason we didn't get to go down. I don't know what happened if my, one of my parents had to work or whatever. But, yeah, I was all excited, and they said we were going to go watch him jump, and then – it didn't happen. Yeah, that was in Cincinnati, Ohio. For anyone who's not around here, it doesn't know where Kings Island is, but amusement park with a bunch of roller coasters. It's got some yeah. famous roller coasters there too. It's a, a what well, used to be a, a Hanna Barbera park. I don't know if it is anymore or not. Yeah, I think it is. Unless uh, I think actually Six Flags or somebody bought them out. Yeah, I don't know if it's still Hanna Barbera, but I remember when I was a kid going down there that. They had a Hanna-Barbera cartoon characters running around. Were you ever disappointed that he didn't crash sometimes? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what you want to see. You don't want it to see – you don't want to see an easy jump, you know, where he lands and right. everything I, I, goes smoothly. Everybody anticipated the crash. Right. And I, I kind of – I was a little bit on the fence about it. Like, I wanted to see him, like, make the jump. Yeah, me too. You know, because I was always, like – I always liked the – you know the yeah, winners. The the the, ease, the jumps that he made is like you you were happy that he made them, but then you're thinking, well, it's over now. And there ain't right. No, no excitement after the jump. Right, right. Because I mean, all those other ones were they're just so famous for the slow motion mm-hmm. replays of his body being <laughs> ragdolled oh, basically yeah, for what it was. <laughs> that was bad. When it you was bad. That. But that uh, that jump in Cincinnati, he made that jump. And that was his farthest jump that he ever completed. He did land feet. short, but he landed on the. Uh, yeah, it bounced him around a good bit. Yeah, but, but he, he didn't ended crash. up landing short. The ramp has a, f- a front platform over the last bus, and that's where he actually landed. And he bounced the bike a little bit because, like we said before, there was no suspension. So 
but he did recover and landed it successfully. Right. It was un- it was unbelievable that he it was fourteen buses greyhounds that he jumped over and he made it, it was hundred. They said it was the record. It was his furthest jump at one hundred and thirty three feet. Robbie, his son, is just decimated, and other people have too. There's been yeah. a ton of people on them dirt bikes. They've just decimated all of his records. But. There was a guy I read on there, but I can't remember his name now, and I don't have it written down. But he ended up uh, getting the world record jumping. I don't remember how many buses he jumped. I think it was maybe 15 or whatever after. Yeah, that. and he actually did it on the same bike that Evil Knievel did. Oh, he did. Yeah, you don't remember what his name was. Though? I do not. I don't remember his name. But yeah, that was uh, who was the uh, guy, the commentator who did that jump in Cincinnati. He's famous. He's still famous. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember. What is that guy's name? He did, he did Monday Night Football for a really long time. I can't remember his name anymore. But yeah, Chris Broman was the guy who broke his record on that on yep. the same bike. On the same yeah. bike, yeah. yeah. I don't know who he is, but that's what it said. He. Well, this guy, this guy said he double-deckers. But anyhow, yeah, there was a couple, like the Caesars Palace thing. That was probably his most famous crash. Yeah, that was his that most was famous. The, that was actually his most famous jump, they say, is the, is the Caesars Palace jump. The fountains. And I, I've been there. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I would not want to crash oh, into no that way. fucking and thing. He, he crashed down in the parking yeah. deck. So <laughs> he could have hit any one of them concrete. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, he would have probably been dead. There's no doubt. There's no way he could have lived that if he had hit a barrier. There's just zero chance. <laughs> your body, your body can take a lot of abuse, but concrete versus like whatever, hundred miles an hour, or whatever, how fast he was going. There's just no way. Robbie made that jump super easy. Yeah, on I remember his watching that yeah. on paid. Wasn't it on paid per view? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember yeah. watching that. Jump. That and the train jump too. The train jump was cool. Robbie's train jump because of the moving train factor and all that. It really wasn't, distance-wise, wasn't that dangerous or impressive on the bike that he had. But speaking of bikes, there was uh, one that you said you had, the uh, the Evil That's Knievel the dirt bike. It was the bicycle. Right. It was made by AMX, which is a car manufacturer, was mm-hmm. a car manufacturer back in the day. Well, they owned Harley-Davidson for a while, too. Oh, yeah. Yep. And uh, and they had bowling balls. <laughs> they <laughs> they, they put out this bicycle. It was it was it was god awful actually, mm-hmm. but it, it did look cool as a kid. But the commercial was fucking killer. Um, I, everybody was. I wanted this bike, bike so bad, and I asked my mom to get it. She's like, "No, we can't afford that." And then Santa Claus brought it to me, <laughs> 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 and I was the. Uh, most excited kid in the world and i was so proud of that bike but after i got it and rode it for a while it was it was gaudy it was big it was do you heavy. remember uh, the first time you tried to jump it oh yeah i would think it was probably the first day i got oh, it. i'm sure it was and it was so heavy you couldn't even jump it it, it would <laughs> nose dive and all the other bmx right kids were laughing at me <laughs> <laughs> so it you was, no it was cool evil. for about a week, and then I, I think I stripped it. I took yeah, everything took off all the of stuff it. off of it. Because it had yeah, the plate. What, was, what kind was, of seat did it have? It had a real long... Uh, was it, it almost the banana like, style, or was it, it wasn't rectangular? A, it was rectangle. It was kind of like the Those old Huffy Mongoose. Dirt bikes? The old Mongoose uh, BMX bike. It yeah, had the square yeah, 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 yeah. looking. Yeah. Huffy built a bunch of them and had that, yeah. those seats on yeah, it, too. Yeah, and that's what it, it had the big black... It looked like a loaf of bread, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. It had a big black seat on it, and then the front had a plastic gas tank that made it look like a right. motorcycle. Right. Oh, I forgot about the and gas tank. And then it had, it had uh, the four shocks, the front and back shocks right. that didn't work. They were just, you know, decoration. I've never seen one that had the back shocks. And then the front had a, a number plate on it, has mm-hmm. name and the number one on there. And then it had two side uh, um, number plates on it. And then it had a, a front fender and back fender just like a motorcycle. And there was one option you could get, which my bike didn't have it. Um, I don't, I don't remember what year they came out, but it had a actual rev up. Yes, yes, I remember rev that. up handle grip. You could, you could buy them later. Just the Evil Knievel rev thing. Yeah, and it sounded just like his motorcycle <laughs> when he revved it up. I mean, it was supposed to. Yeah. Anyway, I remember it being pretty generic. Yeah. But, but it was cool still yeah. going down the road. You know, Back in those rah. days, you know, you don't got cool computers and stuff no. like nowadays. So those <laughs> those those little little generic things were cool right. to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the Dukes of Hazard one day, but I remember that horn. You could buy that yep. horn, the Dixie. Yep. <laughs> Like, every redneck car in Noble County had one. But anyhow, yeah, but I remember that. Now that you say that, I'd forgotten all about that thing. Yeah, yeah it, it was just a, it had that big square with a bicycle grip on the outside, yep, and you put yep, it on your yep, handlebars, exactly. and it just had that little, just a spring-loaded action to it, and you'd rev it, and the faster you rev it, you get some momentum build up. You know, yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah that's how yeah. it did. It was like the old... Uh, police sirens back in the day but the bike did have uh knobby tires that looked like Mm -hmm. motocross tires it wasn't smooth tire and it actually rode a little rough what did the fenders look like were they squared off or were they pointed no they were rounded like uh like dirt bike fenders yeah just like a dirt bike fender and it had all the red white and blue stripes and stars all over the place which i always found weird because he never jumped a dirt bike yeah. Robbie rode one around, like, at his shows. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing videos of him, like, doing his wheelie show and his stunt show at his dad's show. And, and like I said earlier, he paid a bunch of people. It was like a circus when he went places and did those jumps and things. But, yeah, it was weird because he, he just – I don't remember him ever having a fender on any of his bikes. I don't remember if he had fenders on. I either. don't think he did maybe because it was, of Maybe the it was wind. a safety factor, I'm sure it too. was. You would think wind would get under there and that would cause your nose right. to go up or yeah. whatever. I don't know. At those kind of speeds, with that or kind of shitty, crashed, it might have, you know, extra you know, shrapnel. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> he probably had nothing on that bike that wasn't one hundred percent necessary. Right. But yeah, I remember. I mean, I don't know how many ramps we built as a kid, and he was the influence behind every oh, single yeah, one of them. Every one, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Most of the time, it was like a couple cinder blocks and a two by four. And, you know, I was cross-eyed as a kid, so I had no depth <laughs> perception whatsoever. So every time I charged that ramp, it was 50-50 whether I was going to hit it or not. Now, when we, like when we were shitting in the tall grass, we could have like the 2 by 12 or something. I hit those every time. Right. But a 2 by 4 <laughs> yeah, most of the time, it was probably 50-50. I would hit and then just flip over my handlebars, which, you know, everybody loved that too. But I thought it was cool to crash in front of people because that's what he did. Yeah. You know. A couple of times I got hurt a little bit, you know, had some road rash on my ass or something. But yeah, we used to do that. And my grandpa was in construction, so he had all the boards and everything, oh, the bricks. Yeah. And so we had a, we had no, pretty we much. We stole them from the neighbors' yards. Yeah, but we had plywood. <laughs> we we would we tried plywood; it would snap. Oh yeah, metal. you couldn't do plywood. Yeah. yeah, 
anything wider or longer than like two feet of ramp on plywood, I don't care how thick mm. it is when you hit it with speed. Plus it flexes. Right. If it didn't break, you know, you just kind of sunk down and hit the blocks anyway. It never worked. Never worked. But yeah, two by fours were dangerous. A two by six was good, but a two by 12 was a shit. You knew if you had a two by 12, you're going to ramp all day. In our yard, when we lived in Dudley, it's a little town outside of Cold when we first moved down there, Caldwell, Ohio, Noble County. We, uh, it sunk down like two feet off the road. So we, <laughs> there was a T that came in right where our trailer was, and it was a giant hill. And we would come down off that hill, and we'd have people spotting down there, making sure no, no cars were coming, because there was never any. Everybody knew everybody. There was like three families that lived in the whole place. So, like, you know, we would just have spotters down there. And they would watch for cars, and we'd come off that hill. And like I said, when it was a two-by-four. Yeah. I was going as fast as that bike would go. And my bike was so gay. What happened was up in Cambridge, Ohio, they had a flood, real bad flood. And there was an old uh, department store named Zayers. And all their, the whole store got flooded. There was three feet of water inside the store. So they gave everything away. Gave it away. They couldn't sell it. So my stepdad went up and got us all bikes. And they got in. So, but you had to get whatever, whatever was left. <laughs> my bike. My bike had the big fucking goofy handlebars and long <laughs> bananas and the worst part was it was all denim it was made to look like a pair of jeans <laughs> it was blue you know what though them them um um ape hanger handlebars mm-hmm. and the banana seats are like huge nowadays yeah. on, on yeah. bikes yeah i mean when i i, I, I judge this custom car show and this kid brought his bicycle and had all that stuff on it. yeah that's that's <laughs> like huge in designer bikes but then then the huffies were in style yeah with that loaf of bread seat uh-huh. like, like you had on yep. yours those were the ones to have that looked like a dirt bike they had fenders and knobby tires mine had the you know 10 speed looking white walls <laughs> denim seat it was so gay <laughs> it had like a pocket it looked like a pocket on the seat because it was supposed to look like a pair of jeans it was called the <laughs> denim duster or something i don't even remember who made it i bet it. that bike's worth a <laughs> i wouldn't right now. doubt it because there's probably like two of them in existence at the time but that was what was left yeah, my brother got a cool one. My oldest brother, Mike, his uh, his was all gray, and it was, I think, I can't remember. I think it had something to do with the Hearst race car, his bike. That would be cool. Because it was red, black, and gray, and it had shocks on the front. And I was like I said, those earlier bikes, I don't remember any having shocks other right. than the front. Nothing in the back ever. Even the mountain bikes, I don't remember ever having shocks in the back. So that bike you had, I imagine that. Well, thing my bikes, money. my bikes were fake, or my shocks were fake. Sorry. Oh, they just looked yeah, like shocks. Yeah, it was just a, yeah, it was a fake. Look. Well, they just have a piece of rubber yep, over the yep, forks. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so yeah, his were actual right shocks. Yeah. yeah, there were some bikes out there. I think the mongoose had shocks on it, but I'm not sure. His it may have been a mongoose. It may have been. I don't remember. I'd have to. I'd have that to was ask like, him. That was like one of the top dollar bikes yeah. back when I was a but kid. Like, That's we got everybody off. wanted. If, if it wasn't free, it was like five bucks a piece or yeah. something that Zara sold us for because of that flood. But it was pretty cool. But yeah, every ramp we ever built was because of Evil Knievel. Oh, exactly. Yep. Yeah, back when I was growing up at that time, I I was uh, I was I was still living with my mother, but I would always spend my weekends and my summers up at my grandparents which they lived in Peral, just north of dover ohio which was a little village that maybe mm-hmm. maybe 200 people maybe right 
And there was a big hill up on the one side. We called it Gordon's Hill because I think the people that lived on top of it, that was their last name, Gordon. So we always met up on Gordon's Hill. And we would build the ramp right at the mm-hmm. bottom, and we'd fly down and ramp it. And usually everybody would crash and have road right. rash and go home crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember what we called that hill that we came down. It had a name. Oh, what was their names? It, it was this guy they called Hobo because he lived by himself. But he was a young guy. He wasn't like some old guy. He was a young, right. creepy guy. But yeah. he lived up top there in a cabin. Hutchison's. I think they called it Hutchison's Hill or something like that. But, yeah. He lived on top of that hill, and we, we would ride that hill down. He got yeah. pissed at us one year because it was in the winter, and it snowed real bad. And we, built, <laughs> we built a snow ramp at the bottom of that hill because it came, it came down. and <laughs> he then couldn't it, get out. He couldn't get out. <laughs> it had come down to a bridge, and the bridge was maybe 15 feet. It was just a little wooden bridge. You get over this little tiny creek, and we built it on one side, of it, and we, we were trying to see who could jump the bridge. You know, again, for Evil Knievel, it's the same reason. Right. Even though Evil Knievel never jumped a sled, it was the same inspiration. We rode that hill summer, winter, whenever. But, yeah, he got pissed at us, and we had to go out there. Because <laughs> it got so hard, it turned into ice. And oh, he, yeah, he couldn't get it. He had an old Dodge <laughs> Duster. <laughs> couldn't get out and go get his groceries. Damn but kids. That's what it was, dude. He was pissed. But, ah, well, he'll get over it. But, yeah. We it was the same same scenario like a little tiny town, only a couple people here and there. Everybody knew everybody and everybody knew their names. But getting back to the evil Knievel toys, though, um, I was reading that he his inspiration for being coming a stunt man was uh, the Joey Chitwood stunt show, which back then when the evil Knievel toys came out, they actually had a line of toys too. The, the Joey Chitwood stunt show toys, and they had cars. And they, they were more famous for car stunts, I believe. Um, but uh, they would, like, ramp onto two wheels and drive the car on two wheels and stuff like that, go through, like, fire rings and bust right. through firewalls yeah, and stuff Yeah, it was like called that. the, uh, I just looked it up, it's called the Joey Chitwood Thrill Show. Yeah, and that's, that's what we had their toys. We had, like, there was a couple cars, and they had ramps that, flip the car onto its two wheels and stuff like that. Just same thing as Evil Knievel, the ramps and the right. cars and the accessories that you could get with it. But oh, yeah, I'm looking at them on the Internet right now. <laughs> They're actually really cool looking. There's they, this one uh, is the cannon. looks like a cannon you shoot a car out of. Yeah, we used to play with them, me and my brother. He was uh, probably uh, four, four years old, four years younger than me, and I always used to get the toys and we'd always play. Oh, I see what it is. It's a ramp. Guess who the sponsor was? Who? Mr. Pibb. Really? That's what's on the Joey Chitwood yeah, I, mobile I think ramp. Yeah, I, I think I do remember that on there. <laughs> Mr. Pibb. Yeah, well, you know what? He would be the Mr. Pibb to uh, Evil Knievel's Dr. Pepper, right? Exactly. Yeah. They're both good. I like Mr. Pibb. I wouldn't turn it down, but I like Dr. Pepper better. Yeah, there's some pretty cool-looking to- toys. But the uh, you, you see how he spells his name? J-O-I-E. <laughs> Joe E. <laughs> Fucking name was George, and somehow he got Joe E. out of that. But yeah, an old Corvette. That's pretty freaking cool, man. You no, know, I never heard of that Joey Chitwood. Yeah, that was that was one of our, I think, one of our first. I'm um, see, my dad was a big car buff, so uh, he uh, he always bought the car toys for us mostly. But yeah, this the uh, Evil Knievel, man. I I love that 
the stunt cycle. It was, I mean, I actually went out when my son was born. They actually remanufactured that mm-hmm. toy. You can still buy it. They, it sells they out brought the it back, and uh, they must have vamped it or something because it doesn't it doesn't go as good as the original. I mean, that original. If you crank that thing up, it would fly as fast as you could do it. There yeah. was no. I mean, eventually it would strip out the gears on the right. the gears on the crank because that's how it worked. You set that bike down onto that little ramp thing. It's like a downhill ramp, and it had a big, like uh, a gear grinding side. arm on it, and the gears would touch that it would touch the gears on the back wheel, and what you have to start off slow because if you start off too fast, it would slip. Yep, it'd pop off. Or right, so you have to start off slow. But once you got that momentum up, you're right. I mean, as fast as you could do it with your arm, that fucker would take off, and it would take off like a bat out of hell as yeah. soon as you let go of it. And it was I cool. think maybe that was a. a safety issue they they could have been on nowadays nowadays you can't do anything without you know i had to have surgery because of mine oh really yeah i never got hurt on mine or with mine but man i could imagine (laughs) it running into somebody what happened was we had uh i told you it was at that place in dudley that had Mm -hmm. the two foot drop Mm -hmm. we were ramping it there but at the time we had this old dog his name was bruno he was a he was a beagle uh, German Shepherd mix. So he had this That's giant. A heck of a I know. Mix. <laughs> one of them had to lay down for the other one. That's the only way I can figure that yeah. one happened. But he had this big bruiser body like a German Shepherd, but he, his head was shaped like a beagle's. He had the floppy ears and the floppy jowls. But he was just mean as fuck. Nobody could get around him. If you didn't have food in your hand, <laughs> he he would fuck you up. I mean, that's the reason he was tied up because he had mauled his owner, my uncle, the guy that I said that was yeah. uh, two days. Old. He mauled him when he was five years old, like put him in the hospital. So anyhow, Mike, my oldest brother, and I were jumping Evil Knievel, and we were jumping it over Bruno's doghouse. <laughs> and it was kind of a cold, rainy day. Not cold, but you know, it was just a dreary, rainy day, and he had arthritis real bad. So, and he, like I said, he had his disposition was shit anyway. Mm-hmm. So we're we're cranking this fucking thing up. Next thing we know, he just comes out of his doghouse and whoop, snatches that thing right out of the fucking air, knocks it down, and then he goes back and he lays down. <laughs> and Mike, Mike's like, because I fed Bruno. I was the only one that fed him. I'd fed him for months. And he, so he'd let me come over to him because I usually had food in my hand. Mm-hmm. Well, Mike's like, you go distract Bruno, and I'll run in and get it into his pen area because he had it all wore, a circle wore out as far as it. Because right. he was attached to a one-inch log chain, which he broke couple times wow. he was a beast but anyhow mike's like you go in and distract him and i'll run in and get it so i called him i was like here bruno and i went to pet him on the head and he fucking grabbed a hold of my wrist and he flipped me one direction slapped me in the mud picked my whole body up slapped me on the other way and he went back and laid down wow <laughs> but mike got in and got the evil knievel out but i was laying there in a daze because it knocked me stupid it hit my head on the ground <laughs> <laughs> sounds like that movie sandlot when they're trying to get kinda, the ball back it was kind of like that only I didn't outrun Hercules. He yeah. got me. <laughs> he got me. So I had to have surgery on my wrist. He bit completely through it. I still got a huge scar right there where he, he tore me up. <laughs> they, were, they were pulling. I was awake for the surgery. They are all local. So they were sewing shit back up, and they were pulling, like, little pieces of ligament out, and they were still wiggling. Wow. All on their own. <laughs> my, mom, my mom turned green. <laughs> she, like, went, oh, got all woozy and had to sit down. She almost passed out That'd from it. That'd be me. Yeah, it was not. I was like, holy shit, man. But, yeah, that was my evil Knievel injury. Other than road rash on my ass, I got, uh, I don't know, it was 
probably 40 stitches or so in my arm. Oh, yeah. I've had many a road rashes from trying to do evil Knievel jumps. Oh, yeah. Picking the, out gravel. Mm -hmm. oh, the most embarrassing one I had was uh, I was staying with the neighbor kid back in Dudley because we had moved out to the farm by then. But I went back and visited uh, Dale Harper. And uh, him and I were coming down off that same fucking hill, that Hutchinson Hill again. And he fucking, his bike was faster than mine. I was still on that old blue jean ratty fucking bike I had. <laughs> and his bike was faster than mine. He had one of them Huffies that had a little bit bigger wheels on it. So he came inside and nudged me to the outside. <laughs> and we had to turn left, and I just biffed it. And I slid on my ass and ripped my pants completely off of me. And it was embarrassing because his mom had to pick the gravel out of my butt. And oh, I was just like, ugh, <laughs> ugh. I was crying more you know from the embarrassment. You talking about him knocking you off the road. But when I was a kid, we always used to try to wreck people, you know, on our yeah. bikes. And you'd go up there in front or get behind them and bump their back. <laughs> and it always made you wreck, not the yeah. guy in yeah, front of you. it never worked out <laughs> that way. You don't understand that the front wheel wiggles, the back wheel yeah, don't. Yeah, exactly. You thought yeah. it would be cool to knock somebody around on their bike, but it ended up backfiring usually on me. Right. But he also had that, uh, and it wasn't nearly as cool. It didn't work as good. It was that rocket bike. Yeah. Because you could buy that one, too. And it was supposed to work the same way. But it, uh, it just never, it was just like the jump, because that jump never got left the ground. <laughs> When he was going to jump the Snake River Canyon yeah, that, with that thing, yeah, that was a that was a flop. It was a huge flop. I th to me, to me, that was the end of his career. Oh, I don't yeah. remember him ever doing anything famous yeah. at, until like the '90s when Jackass got big. And they were like huge Evil Knievel fans, so that you know his name when he was towards the end because he must have died in like 2007 or something like that. But he was sick for a long time, so they were starting to you know speak his name as they do like when people are at the end of their lives you know musicians or whatever or stuntmen or anything like that if you were famous for anything you know when you when your uh, 15 minutes is up sometimes they make a, a mini comeback at the end of their lives or whatever people start paying homage to them and they, right. they were doing that it was towards the end but other than that, that that's the last i remember him is that snake river canyon yeah, jump i don't know if he did anything after or not but i don't remember anything after that i th i don't i don't remember if he went I think he went over to England and did a jump, but I'm, I can't remember if that was before or after the canyon jump. I don't remember. I don't recall. I would have to look. But I think he you, said he was retiring after that jump. He he actually, it was filmed on TV, and he ended up crashing, and he he said this was his last jump, and I think that was when he retired. But I could be mistaken. It could have been. He came back and. You know how a lot of people say they retire, they're retiring, and then they come back and do other stuff. But, yeah, I believe that he did announce in the, in when he went over to England and did a jump over there, he was going to uh, retire after that because he crashed. He so was, that part was true, it saying. Well, he, it says the Snake River was, was his last jump. Yeah. yeah. It said that he, uh, and that was in, uh, that can't be right. That can't be right. Oh, no, it says that uh, his, his jumping, whatever, started in 74. Because that, that was after that. That was like 78. But it, he did earn the Guinness Book of World Records, according to this Wikipedia thing. I don't know how true it is, for the most broken bones total. 
his documentary is pretty good if you watched. I, I think it's on Netflix. I'm not 100% sure, but I watched a documentary on him. It could have been on Prime. I don't remember now, but, but it, it was a good it was a good it was documentary. Good. I watched I, it. It was pretty good. Yeah, it was. He was a he was not a nice person. No, he wasn't. <laughs> not at all. Womanizer. Yeah. And, oh I mean, yeah, it was. Could was, you imagine though being that famous? No. And he was a decent-looking guy too. Yeah. And and women like bad boys anyway. Right. Or at yeah. least some do. I don't know if it's most, but there's enough of them out there that it, it fuels the genre. But he uh, he was the quintessential bad boy. He jumped motorcycles, smoking, drinking. Right. You know, I don't I don't know if he had any other bad habits. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he was popping pills and everything else to you know. Oh yeah. To keep I'm himself sure going. I'm sure he's on pain pain meds all the time. I'm all the broken bones he had, I'm sure he was suffering a lot. Oh, he had to have been. And I, I think they mentioned all that on the on the documentary. Yeah. You have to go out and check it out, look it up, and I see it. Look it up on there and see what the name of it is. I don't know. If, I can't remember what it's called now. We'll figure it out. But, uh, yeah, I, I remember. I don't remember if I had all the toys, but there was a neighbor kid I hung out with in Peral that he had a lot of toys, too, and we would always hang out and play together and uh, – I remember the, uh, I forget what it was called, the Scrambler or something. It was like the RV that. Uh, I remember the RV. You could park the bike in. And yeah, the, like the roof opened up and shit. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah. Yep, it f- unfolded and there was like a, a workbench and it had a, <laughs> it had a motorcycle yeah, yeah, jack yeah. and had a gas can and some tools and. It was it was just cool. <laughs> Do you remember when I was going to start Co- building toys. motorcycles? What's that? When I was going to start building those oh, motorcycles. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, one of the things I was going to do was take a minivan because of that. And I was going to have the roof open up and you could haul bikes in it. Oh, yeah. You have like a little workshop slash bike hauling minivan. And it was those RVs that inspired that. Yeah, my Uncle Jeff, that guy I talked about that had the Evil Knievel stuff, he had that RV also. Yeah, there was the RV, there was... Uh there was a chopper. I remember playing yeah. with the chopper. Yeah. That looked well, they had the chopper, too. You could buy the chopper do the same thing with the stunt right. cycle. Yeah. But it, too, yeah. was not as good as the no, regular bike. No, nothing. I don't think nothing compared to the, the actual stunt cycle. Am I, do I, am I misremembering it? Did it have a spring-loaded front end? Uh, no, it did have a long-raked front end, but it wasn't spring-loaded. I, don't I know. mean the original, not the chopper. Oh, the yeah, yeah, the original yeah, stunt uh-huh, cycle. Uh-huh. It was like spring load, yeah, right? so it could yeah. take the abuse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew it was something like yep. that. Being evil is the name of the documentary. Being evil, yeah. Yeah, so go check it out. Uh, Twenty fifteen is when they did it. I think he died in oh seven or something like that. I'm not sure. Let's see here. Yeah, but yeah, they had the stunt cycle and the they had the rocket car, which I didn't really care for when I was a kid, but I guess because the stunt was such a flop you know I, I think in that documentary they talk about that jump and how it didn't it failed because when it when the rockets blasted I think he actually went unconscious and bumped the shoot the uh parachute that was his story is that his story that's his story yeah there's the other half of the story was they said he was shitting his pants and he pulled the parachutes before it even took off because it was like yeah. An insane amount of boost. And either way, he could have... I mean, they thought he was going to die when it didn't pop because he was floating down into the river. And yeah, the there river. was... <laughs> they had rescue teams down there, but they didn't know if they, they, they'd be able to get him out in time. But and, yeah, those were the good days of lore because... 
There was no way to record the inside of that stuff. So you don't know if he actually went unconscious and bumped the shoot yeah. button or if yeah. he just shit his pants and was scared and pulled it. You know, nobody likes to think that their hero was scared. But listen, <laughs> you strap a fucking rocket to your ass. I don't care who you are. <laughs> and I don't know how many JTOs they used on that, but that's what they used was JTO rockets. And that's fucking, I, I, that's like thousands of pounds of boost per rocket. And what when I watched that, I didn't think it took off that fast. I was like, "There's no way that's gonna make it." Well, it, the the rockets were late, uh, were to come in later. It yeah. took off under the motorcycle's power, and then he was supposed to boost the rockets. And, and somehow, just as he boosted the rockets, the parachutes came out, and it like stopped it and shut it all down. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what went wrong, but that's I remember that part where the, he said that he bumped the he bumped the um, the shoot button by right. accident. And and I would have said the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh yeah, I went unconscious. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> there were too many G forces. But yeah, go check it out, folks. Being evil about Robert Craig Knievel, our subject today on NOS. We this is a podcast we're doing about nostalgia. I'm Bonley Johnson. This is my partner Bonzo Bitberg. Duh. There's one other thing I want to talk about too. Is one of the coolest things. I thought I had in school was the Evil Knievel lunchbox. Did yeah. you have that? No, I didn't have the lunchbox, but I remember those lunch the lunchbox era. Like, yeah, it was it was cool. I it, was it was definitely a, a status symbol. I had that one, and I had uh, Batman, and I had Scooby Doo. Mine were always terrible. Yeah, yeah I, my, my mom tried, but she never got good ones. They were always like, I, I think the, the most quote-unquote name brand one I ever had was Snoopy. Snoopy? Yeah. That's I probably mean, worth a billion dollars right it now. It probably is. But the only thing that got me then was beat up. So Yeah. I know, there, I know the, the uh, most of the lunchboxes, the collectors out there, they... They look for the thermos because that was right. the, was always it got it always broke got broke yeah, because it was glass, was glass inside yeah. mm-hmm. to keep the liquid thermos cool brand or hot. And man, and they worked. Yeah, they did. They worked great. They worked as good as the uh, Yeti stuff does yeah, today. Yeah, if you took soup, but if you took soup in your thermos and went to school, and then at lunchtime it was still five hot. hours later, yeah. it was hot as yep. piping hot. Yeah, but yeah, it would. Uh, the Yeti stuff nowadays just doesn't break. It's all metal and whatever right. they put inside them. Right, they work as good as. What the thermos but yeah, that's did. that's the thing. The thermos has never lasted. They always yeah. got dropped, and the glass would break. I wonder what that what it would be worth for an evil Knievel lunchbox right now. I don't know. You could probably look it. What up. was on the cover of it? Do you the remember? The cover was uh, it had because they always had like an and it was scene. cool because you know I don't know who the artist was back there that was mm-hmm. famous for painting the uh, the lunchbox designs, but it was cool. It was a, the front the cover was uh, a portrait of him. And it had Evil Knievel crossed it. And then right beside his portrait, it was him doing a wheelie stand on his bike. Right. And then um, the top had, uh, I think it was the rocket was on mm-hmm. the top. And Were there, there multiple ones, do you know? I don't I don't know. There could have been. But the one that I had, I remember it had the bus jump on the one side right. or on the back. I don't remember exactly what it was. But the back had the bus jump or something. And then. Yeah, the one side had the wheelie stand again, just like the front, right. and then the rocket car was on another side. Did it have the stars, blue and white star handle on top? Is that what it was? Is that, am I mm, remembering I that correctly? I don't think it did, but on the top of the, the thing, it had uh, 
a helmet, his helmet. Mm-hmm. It was on there, and then it had. That would have been fucking cool if they had the thermos with that, his helmet on it. Oh, that would have been cool. Lid. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been cool. I should have worked for marketing back in the 70s. Yeah, no doubt. But, yeah, it was that was one of my prized possessions. Oh, I the bet. the Evil Knievel yeah. lunchbox. Oh, I used to drool over everybody's lunchboxes because I had those fucking – uh, Superman, I had Superman once. Did you? Yeah, but I was, never, I was always a Batman guy. I had a bat – I'm thinking I had a – I don't know. I ha- I'm thinking I had a Batman. I know I had Scooby Doo because mm-hmm. I loved Scooby Doo when I was a yeah. kid, and uh, I liked all the monsters on Scooby Doo. Right. That's, I right. was a big Scooby monster freak. Yeah, I was too. So and yeah. that's definitely going to be one of our episodes. We're yeah. definitely going to go through the monster movie. I've got some stories. About oh that, yeah, I love the I love the old Universal <laughs> monsters. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They were the best. I think that's just my opinion. And I was talking to. Uh, uh, Salaman City the other day, and uh, about uh, movie posters because mm-hmm. I wanted to do. Uh, no, I know who it was. It was Jen. I was talking to Jen from WBAM, and uh, I wanted to talk about what we were going to do for uh, a NOS yeah. artwork, and that's what I want to do. I want to do a, a movie monster style picture. You know what I'm talking about, like those posters, right? You know what I mean? The old movie posters. Yeah, I got one in my right. office. Yeah, just like that. But I want to. That's the kind of layout mm-hmm. I want to do with you know the nos on it and then right. nostalgia and like that monster writing. Okay, so nostalgia. Yeah. Since you know we're talking about it, I'm telling you now. Sounds good. <laughs> so this ep- this uh, this portion of the uh, nos is brought to you by Signs and Graphics by Coney. If you're ever <laughs> in New Philadelphia or on Facebook, look him up. Signs and Graphics by Coney. Yeah, the uh, toy the toy line was what was it? Ideal. I had it in my. I don't remember who it was. I think it was Ideal. Yeah, they the the Let's evil Knievel back in seventy. What was it? Seventy two to seventy seven was when they brought the evil Knievel toy line out, and uh, it made a hundred and twenty five million dollars <laughs> by itself. In today's money, that's like one hundred and twenty-five million dollars <laughs> since the dollar took yeah, a shit no recently. Doubt. But <laughs> five years ago, that would be like it was the best-selling uh, toy items for Ideal when they brought that toy line out. I remember the Ideal seal. I can picture it in my head right yeah. now from the side of the toy because they put what, what, their. What did it look like? I it was uh, like an oval, kind of like the Sohio. Yeah. It was like a, just an oval and just said Ideal in it. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I do remember. I think that's the shape. Elliptical, maybe, is a more proper word. I don't know. Something like that. It's either an ellipse or an oval, but yeah. Oh, no, toys one of the, the dumbest toys that they brought out on that line was called Skull Canyon. Do you remember that? No, I don't remember that it one at all. Green. It was green. It was, it, was uh, it was ugly. But it was two mountains, and it had like a ramp built in it. Right. And it had this... Yeti-looking creature on top of it. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now I remember. <laughs> now I remember that. But I didn't know the name of it. I didn't know it had yeah, a name. Yeah, it was called Skull Canyon because the two can the two I remember the Yeti. had yeah. skulls. Mount, like, <laughs> okay, I do and, remember now. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Yeah, I, I think <sighs> they said that he did a jump the shark jump. No, they. I, re, I remember that and that he did when... This was when he was first starting. He jumped. Mm-hmm. What did he jump? He jumped. Rattlesnakes. Uh, that's what it that's was. What Snakes it was. and two panthers or something. Yeah. 
was snakes yeah. and two panthers, yeah. I think he jumped. Something like that. I remember the rattlesnakes. Yeah. That's what it and was. And then Happy Days brought the jump the shark right. where uh, Fonzie, Fonzie was going to jump the shark. He did it on water skis. He did skis. water skis, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, still had, he still had the leather jacket with his gay white shorts. <laughs> yeah. Those oh, nut that huggers. Was great. Like, why was the kids in the 60s wearing 80s nut huggers? But whatever. <laughs> or 50s, whatever it's supposed to be. That's how the Jump the Shark uh, website yeah. got mm-hmm. popular. John Hines started that. Yep, they, uh, and that, now it's like huge. Oh, Everybody yeah. uses that yeah. phrase now, Jump yep. the Shark. And it's it's legit because that's what Happy Days did to right. try to get the ratings back. Yep. Because everybody's famous, everybody, you know. That's when they Joni and Chachi had, had their spin off oh, at that yeah. point, and they tried hard to keep it going. They really did. They milked it. Unlike some of the shows, well, we'll talk about those in another yeah. episode. We don't waste too much time on because there were some shows that should have went further. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. Did he ever have a cartoon or anything? Because back then that was a big thing. I like even Muhammad Ali had a cartoon. I don't know if he had a cartoon or not. If he did, I don't remember it. Yeah, we'll have to check that out sometime. But I don't remember it either. He may not have. He may not have been like, I don't want to, you know, unless it's got cocaine and whiskey in it, I don't want right. anything to do with it. And but, he, yeah. I mean, even though they made a toy line, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't much for kids, I don't think. No, I mean, he never treated his own very well. Right. But, you know, made Robbie tough. <laughs> does he does he do anything anymore? He's probably pretty. I think he's now. retired. Yeah, yeah, I think he's retired too. He'll make a comeback when he's broke. But there's kids nowadays that are doing stupid, crazy jumps, man. Right. I mean, I watched a kid jump across two uh, skyscrapers once. I don't know if that was in New York or where that was, but they built a ramp mm-hmm. off of one, and he jumped. Yeah, the I saw it. That was, it. It was insane. That, was that whole thing came back in the. Uh, Mid nineties yeah, with the crusty dirt demons. Do you remember that? I don't remember. It was that. a video series. It was these uh, kids from California. It was the guys from the Metal Militia and all those guys that were doing the stunt shows. I remember this the circus one. What's that circus one they had? It was like Jackass, but it was something circus. Uh, they did stunts too. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think they were all tied in together because oh, Jackass. Really? All these guys knew each other. Yeah, they all hung out. But yeah, those guys. Like, they were just out in the desert filming each other making stupid jumps. Yeah. That Seth guy, what was his name? I don't remember his name now. But he jumped this giant sand dune. And, or no, it wasn't. It was, uh, he was just jumping on a road. And he jumped his dirt bike. And you could see him. He was clearly over top of the power lines. Wow. He was insanely high. And when he came down, he hit, he landed fine. But he overshot the ramp by, like, a foot. So when he came down, his bike smashed, it folded Snap. in half, and the handlebars came up and smacked him in the face. Ugh. He had a helmet on, but it pushed the helmet into his skull, embedded Ugh. it, and his whole face fell off. Ugh. He had to have staples to reattach his face. When they picked him up from the ground, his face was basically laying in his helmet. Oh, God. But, yeah. The, the, yeah, Evil Knievel started all that shit. Yep. And he, he's the reason, you well, know. Well, Joey Chitwood, got, I would say, yeah. started it. But he, was the, he made it mainstream. Right, How about that? Right, yeah. And I wonder, I, we would have to do some more research on who started the yeah, stunt shows and yeah, stuff. Yeah, because I imagine somebody before Joey Chill would. You could probably it. trace the lineage back to, like, the Buffalo Bill Wild West shows. Yeah. Because that stunt yeah. roping and all that stuff that they did in stunt shooting, you know, before they had powered vehicles that could jump stuff, that's what you did. You did horses. I'm sure back when the in the 20s and, the, you know, 
I'm sure they had motorcycle people doing stupid right. stuff. Right. Well, there were like, freak shows and circus yeah, shows. Yeah, and, and I remember the circus shows where they'd have the big globe where the motorcycles right, the would go doom, in. Yeah. The Dome of Doom or yeah, whatever. Yeah, where they would put two bikes in there and let them run around right. in a circle. Yeah, they did that in the beginning of. Uh, I matter of fact, I even that seen Nicholas one of Cage those. movie. What I, was that? I don't remember that. Yeah, where he was the motorcycle guy who turned in flame. Oh, on. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he was a stunt rider. Him and his dad in the beginning. I of the actually show. seen one of those in live. One of them stunt shows where they. Yeah, I never did. Ball. And it's, I I wouldn't do it. There ain't no way. Man. Yeah, I mean I know it's all just about timing and getting right. your speed. But right. yeah, and one <laughs> one missed time and you're done. Could you imagine how bad that would hurt? They're probably especially only going if, like 20 miles an hour. Especially if still. you're up in the top of the cage. Yeah, you know, and some like, of them were big. Some of them were small. Some of those domes were tiny. Mm-hmm. Well, the one I seen was tiny. You could yeah. barely get the bikes in there. Yeah, those are the crazy ones. Because because <laughs> they got in there and they had to rock the bike. The bike. The first guy right. would get in, they rock the bike and start it and take off, and then he would go up towards the top of the, the right. dome, and then the other guy would put his bike in while, <laughs> while he was, was, while he was yeah. spinning well, around. How else would you do it, right? Yeah, there's no way. Then he would probably have to start across the bottom, yep, get all yep, that going, yep. and then, then, then they would do, do the zigzag, yep. crisscross, yep. right? Yep. Yeah, fuck that noise. That's how you get hurt. Is there any more toys we didn't cover yet on the Evil Knievel uh, line? I don't think so. There was the... Did they ever have any... You remember the pull strip toys? It was on the same line. Instead of a crank, you had that zip strip oh, in them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What were those called? Zip strips, I think, or zip toys or something like that. Zip something. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember those, though. Yeah, I had a demolition derby set. And they actually dent it. The fender's dent, and you could pull the fender dent, the dents out. Or the fender, I think I had and you that, hit, And too. some of them, they would pop. Pop apart, pop. and you'd yeah. put them together. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. I had those. Yeah. So that was the, the same. cycle. The scramble van, which was right. the scrambler van, which it had the... It had a trailer on it, too, right? Yeah. Then a little mo- bike yeah, trailer or yeah, something? Yeah, it had a bike trailer that you could put the actual stunt cycle on it. Yeah. Pull it around. Yeah. Then they had the jet cycle in Skull Canyon. Skull Canyon, uh, that blows my mind. I can't believe I forgot that. And then they had a, uh, a stunt stadium, which was just a little foldable, like... Looked like it had bleachers and stuff. Right. Did they have painted people in it? Yeah, yeah. I think it did. That was pretty typical. And then they had a stunt car crash, which I don't remember that one. I mean, it was probably two cars that. Yeah. I bet it was. I bet it was those zip toys because I remember some kind of evil Knievel zip toy, and I don't remember what it was. I know it wasn't a motorcycle, and if anything, it might have been that rocket cycle. But yeah, it had this like <clears throat> hole in the roof, and you would shove this would look like yeah, a zip tie down in it. Yeah, it had yeah. little teeth on it. Yep. And you and pull it really hard. And it and was wasn't zing! there a wheel right in the center yeah. of it? Yeah. There was like a big rubber wheel. Yeah. In there. Instead of having like a rear end that had axles to run, yeah. the wheel was always in the middle. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's how they worked those back then. Then there was a fast tracker car, which was this. It, they they built this car just like the stunt cycle. And you cranked it just like right. the stunt cycle when it took off, but it was. A, How did that? Is it on a ramp like the? Yeah, it was exactly like the stunt cycle, but it was a little car that you. you it was. I think he could actually fit in it. The the, the doll that came with oh, the yeah. stunt cycle. Yeah. He was he. It was one of those ones that had the rubber with the wire inside it, right? Yes. That's how those yep. dolls were. Yep. Now he had hard hands though, right? They had like yeah, hard plastic yep. hands mm-hmm. that were shaped like you know, like yep. you're stroking off. And or his something. feet. Right, the hard. feet were hard too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just remember the helmet being really dumb on it; like it just never fit right. And I guarantee you would never be able to find one of like a 
a doll manufactured nowadays with right. that wire in it because they would be like, oh, my God, some kid's going to tear it apart, <laughs> poke his eye out or something. <laughs> well, they, they they would come. The wire would come through the arms. Eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was or the legs, right. whatever you bent yep. the most. Yep. It would because uh, those weren't the only dolls that were like that. Yeah, it was it was way more than evil Knievel ones. Oh. All those older uh, TV shows had them. But they had the uh, Canyon Cycle with the Sky right. Cycle and the Super Jet Cycle, which I think that was another motorcycle, but it didn't go. I so. wonder. Some of those weren't real though, right? These were all ideal toys. That yeah, but I mean, some of those weren't like no, they made, weren't. modeled after. They were just no, like no, they just yeah. yeah, they just started. Well, obviously, toys Skull out. Canyon <laughs> wasn't real. There's there's a Yeti on there. Then but. they had a trail bike, and then the chopper, and then I remember uh, the trail bike. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember bike? the trail bike and the chopper for sure. The chopper I thought was badass. It basically just looked like that one from uh, Easy Rider, but. And then the uh, there was a road and trail adventure set, which had like a, I don't remember that. It had like a four by four type vehicle, and uh, I think I remember a jeep. Yeah, I think it was I a think, jeep. I think it was an evil Knievel jeep. I think I remember that. And then uh, the Strato cycle. That sounds was, familiar. That that actually came from the uh, Viva Knievel movie. There, there was a Viva Knievel movie, I don't remember and I that. think it was who's the tan guy, the famous actor oh, God, that's real what's tan. His name? And he's old now. I mean, real old now. I know exactly who you're talking but about. I can picture. He's him. the yeah. one that played Evil Knievel. I can't remember his name. <laughs> that's, that's terrible. Because he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's and see. Then, let's type in they the put tan out, actor. They even put a Robbie Knievel doll out back then too. He was a kid then, so that it was a George kid. Hamilton. Yeah, that's. I it. put it in the the tan actor. <laughs> that's what he's famous for. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. tan. But yeah, I knew I knew him. I just couldn't remember his name. Yeah, George. Hamilton. And then they they came out with a I can't remember her name. You have to look that up. It was a girl evil Knievel stunt. Cycle. <laughs> well, they had to, they we had to know for a fact that uh, all women are evil anyway. So, so it was probably just some girl named Jenny. They brought that <laughs> out for the girls so the girls could have a stunt cycle too. I vaguely remember this. But uh, I'm going to put in woman evil can evil toy. Yes, there it is. It, it was a Barbie. Was it a Barbie? I think that's what that says. Nope. Nope, nope. It was Dairy some, Daring. Yeah, I was going to say it was started <laughs> it. with a D or something. Dairy Daring. And, yeah, she has the same shitty helmet <laughs> and the same shitty motorcycle, <laughs> but not her outfit is, like, crazy pink. I was going to say it had to be pink back then. But she looks like she has the same rubber arms and legs. I'm sure the it wire. was manufactured. The, they do the cheapest they can do, you know. If they already right. got, they already got a mold for his, they just <laughs> did put, just put girl, long hair. Yeah, put long hair and uh, uh, girls' pink outfit. It's definitely on got it. the same hands. Oh my god, <laughs> that looks wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I bet Ken really liked uh, Dairy Dairy because <laughs> her hand was ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> that is <right>. awful. <laughs> <laughs> Dairy daring hand jobs in the back seat. <laughs> what was the name of that that big uh, RV? <laughs> <laughs> the Scrambler. Yeah. She was scrambling some eggs in the back of the Scrambler. That's what <laughs> Dairy Daring was doing. Oh my God, I did not. I don't remember her at all. I think my cousin might have had her. 
That is cool as shit, though. I bet that one's worth some bucks now. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. I I looked up the uh, bicycle just uh, and there were some selling, but they were like crazy money. And I can't remember how much. Well, there was a Dairy Daring bicycle, too? No, the the actual bicycle that I had. There was, uh, and most of it, if you can find one, most of the white plastic is like yellow now. Yeah. Yeah, well, that stuff was always shit anyway. Right. You're lucky it didn't crack because it was it was that it aged a year and it would just break. Yeah. It would turn to brittle and just fall apart. So, yeah, if you can come across one of those bikes, I'd pick it up if you can get it. Absolutely, especially if you can steal it for free. Exactly. Free is always good. Somebody's got one in their garage. So don't Somewhere. Don't even know what they have. Somewhere. It's probably in one of those. It'll. We'll see it on Storage Wars or one of those shows. Yeah. One of these days, it'll come up. Oh, my God. I paid $400 for this thing. I got a $10,000 Evil Knievel bicycle. Back I w- then, I the kind of money they a, wanted for me. Probably do like, you know if he has a museum? I'd love to go see that. I bet Butte, Montana has something. That'd be great. Right? Because what else is Butte famous bikes for? Bikes or something. Yeah, and his leathers and... But I think he lived in California when he died. Oh, let's Google Evil Knievel Museum and see if there is one, because maybe we'll plan a trip. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be a good trip. I've never been to Montana anyway. How do you spell museum? That's a good question. No, I'm just kidding. Is there anything there? Yeah, there's a couple. There is? Yep. Niagara Falls has one. And Niagara Topeka, Falls Kansas, has yep. one? And they got his bikes in there and stuff. I wonder oh why God, Niagara cool Falls I don't would know. have a... Did he ever do anything there? I don't remember. Did he ride a barrel over the falls? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this looks like it's a toy museum. Oh, a, that. oh, that's what it is. It's a daredevil museum, and he's just in there. Gotcha. So I wonder what the one in Topeka, Kansas is, if it's like an actual Evil Knievel only. There it is. There's his truck. Now, I remember that Kenworth. Yeah. They look like BJ and the Bears. Yeah. yeah. That's what they're showing. They have it in the museum. Yeah, this is just Evil Knievel. Where is it at? Mount Topeka, Montana? Kansas. To Kansas. Mm-hmm. Why is it? Was he? Is that where he ended no, up? No, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's a nonprofit. It says uh, the Evil Knievel Museum is a nonprofit museum located in Topeka, Kansas, United States. The museum houses the largest collection of authentic Evil Knievel memorabilia in the world, including interactive experiences and it's 13,000 square feet but they got this the how uh, far is that from here pretty far pretty it's far. right dead center of the united states yeah so we're looking at what five six seven hundred miles maybe that'd be more than that eight no. hours or something yeah i don't know let's see here directions <laughs> we got to go there uh, we might have to take a trip it I, I don't i don't know if you can do it in a day or not it's on uh, 2047 Topeka Boulevard. It is exactly 12 hours and 38 minutes from my house. Yeah, Here that's, wonderful that's going to be on my uh, bucket list. Go see the Evil Knievel Museum. Why not? We've been talking about taking a do trip somewhere. Why not just do a couple stops in some goofy places like that? So that I bought be. that uh, toy for my son. He didn't want it. So What are you doing with it? I actually gave it to my brother. He just had a baby. Oh. He's my age and just had a baby. That's crazy. Yeah. 50-something years old and having <laughs> a kid. Some people There's are just no dumb. way. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, I gave it to him. So when his boy grows up, hopefully he'll have fun with it. But, yeah, it's... Don't you find that weird that 
you didn't know him and he lived in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I didn't know. And you know went him. to school there? Yeah. I could have hung out with him when yeah. I was a kid. But yeah, we didn't know each other back then. That's that's another long story. Yes, well I have I have like fifty of those myself. Yeah. But we're gonna call an end of the show now. That was our first episode here on NOS. Evil Knievel was the name of this episode. This is season one, episode one. I'm Bon Lee Johnson. I'm Bonzo Bitburg. And we are out, people. Peace and love. <laughs>